to Let's Talk Nonprofit with Brittany Johnson. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Let's Talk Nonprofit with Brittany and Kev. How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Yep, yep. Brittany, I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we're going to jump right on into it. We um we have a really special guest in the house tonight, and I really would... Um, don't want to belabor this, so just want to jump in and talk about our news that we have for today. And it's very quick, simple, short, sweet, to the point. Right. And just want to highlight that um, Must Ministries, they just opened up, they did a grand opening of a 43,000 square foot homeless center. Mm. And I'm like, that is amazing. So kudos to them because they Good did a $23 million capital campaign. I'm like, I'm blown away. So that is just amazing and see what they are able to do and how they're able to help those right, that are in right. need. So kudos to Must Ministries. I know one thing, they better be uh, in those areas where they see the people at, you know what I mean? So uh, putting money to the to the effect, and that's what I feel like. You know, you put the money to the people and then that's where, you you know, it'll it'll play out well. But um, I'm definitely interested to see what they do for sure. So. Yes, 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 yes. I'm interested in seeing what they are able to do. So, all right, so we're going to um, move right Right along, right along. Don't want to belabor this. Um, we have a special guest, like I stated earlier, and she is qualified for Fulton County Commission Chair. She's the president of the Associates of West Cascade Communities, participant in the development of state of the state of mental health aggressive client training program, past president elect of the Los Loman Homeowners Association. And she has done a host of uh, things and has been on a host of committees that I would love for her to talk about as she comes forth. The person that I am speaking about today, she is on the ballot for Fulton County um, Chair, uh, Commission Chair. And I just want you all to give her a great round of applause, huge round of applause for Miss Jewel Johnson. <laughs> Welcome, 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 Mrs. Johnson. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Definitely, definitely. We appreciate you being on here for us today. Um, and not just for us, but for everybody, you know, especially uh, the people here in the state of Georgia, city of Atlanta, Fulton County, everywhere. Because um, we know you're a veteran out here, too. So, you know. Yes, thank you so much for coming on um, and taking this invite um, because I know you could be out there hitting the ground running, making sure voters are again out to vote because today is the um, we're we're coming up on voting and so that is very important. I know early voting is about to end and the election day is here, mm -hmm. so we are definitely looking forward to the results that are coming forth oh, um, yeah. as a. Uh, result of the election. So just want to say congratulations in advance. Um, so please tell us, tell us the audience about what you do. Well, for many years, I've been a community activist. I am not a politician, mm. but I happen to love where I live. I love Fulton County and I am in and out of different meetings and I've been on different uh, leadership role and all over Fulton County, you want to know the truth. Um, some of the things that I have done is, as you stated before, I worked for the state of Georgia, helped to write and implement the aggressive client um, training that they still uh, administer today. 
I've been a union rep. I'm pro-labor. Uh, I'm one of the people to help put together and make uh, the city of South Fulton. Mm. I um, shared on the ethics board for um, the city of South Fulton. Okay. And I was I headed the mobilization uh, committee for uh, environmental trust mm. and was able to mobilize over 5,000 uh, residents f- uh, for Atlanta. So nice. Oh, nice. Those you are have, just you some of the things. Um, definitely doing the work for the people, for the communities, especially mm-hmm. for over in uh, Cascade. And that is just wonderful because, you know, I, I, yes. I grew up in that area, so I know all about it. I'm a native of Georgia as well, so I know the importance of keeping the community mm-hmm. safe and making sure that, you know, people have what they need because sometimes they can um, become overlooked. Because we are on the side. And we don't want to overlook the fact that our, it was my neighbors and I that made all of that possible for the Cascade area, including most of all the uh, subdivisions. We had some input from it uh, working with the county at that particular time. So um, I have just been overly joyed to be able to live where I live and love where I, I live and do the things that I've been doing. And moving on to um, talking a little bit about where I am now um, yes, as the commission chair, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there is so many, many things that really uh, bothered me. Uh, when you look at the fact that there's very little equity uh, across Fulton County and our money was going back uh, to the government. Mm. So I had a very strong concern because we have so many needs over on this side. And one one of them that's very, very important is nonprofits. And uh, I really got into that because I also have uh, a nonprofit. And going to a training uh, a couple of times with uh, the county, I realized that um, the criteria uh, for being, uh, you know, contracted mm-hmm. with the county as a nonprofit, that a lot of the um, criteria was very strenuous, mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons why uh, we don't have as many people being able to to qualify. Yes, and one of the things that. Uh, really bothered me about that was because by we not having as many people qualifying for it, that meant that the money had to go back to the federal government. So um, I want to change that. Okay. As the as your commission chair, I want to work with my staff and the county staff where we go back and take a serious look at uh, our cards criteria so we can try and come up with ways in which we can kind of uh, restructure that making sure that we are uh, living up to the the federal mandates for doing this and once we do that I'm quite sure I will send an alarm out for uh, nonprofits to please come back and join us uh, for when it's time to do that. Mm-hmm. And um, one thing I noticed that really bothered me, I noticed the people that qualified, mm-hmm. every time it, it came up, it would always be the same people. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things- right. That is the same gripe I have. Like, I do understand why the same organizations are always getting the funding. And it's like they're using that as a segue to funnel for the smaller organizations. But it's like now 
they don't get the money. It's like they have to pre-qualify two times or twice as much to try to get the funding or the small nonprofits that get the funding, but some of them don't don't qualify. And then others, they may qualify, but they're still going to give the grant money to their friends. <laughs> right. That's in their little well, cohort. Well, as, as, as the commission chair, I am to change that. That's one of the reasons why uh, we're going to take a look at uh, the entire process yes. to make sure that everybody has a fair opportunity to be able to qualify. And if we're doing that, that means that we won't have money to send back to the federal government. Exactly. That's a, a real sticky... To be done here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a real sticky concern of mine. And it also plays a, a major role in... Um, my qualify uh, having qualified to be the commission chair really How and so? being the commission yeah and being the commission chair i'm one of these people uh that once i tell you i'm going to do something i have to do it mm-hmm. yeah, no matter what no matter what the obstacles are i will keep in touch i will let the people know hey this is where we are with this this is the, the, the obstacles right here, but this is the plan to try and go over that obstacle. And there may be times when I may have to call on the people to say, hey, I want to make this fair for everybody across Fulton County. Mm-hmm. So there may be certain things that we might have to do, but because as the commission chair, that means I do have the at-large seat, meaning I represent the entire county. Right. But there, when, you, when you're doing... Uh, things like this. I have to keep in mind also that I I need four votes. Okay. So one of the things that I will be doing is uh, building, continuing to build the relationship that I already have with the existing uh, commissioners. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe that uh, we can, I can make this happen. I do applaud myself as a uh, strong negotiator Mm. because uh, this Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, This is um, very dear to my heart, along with a lot of other things that um, has happened within the county, which I I will be taking a look at other things as well as um, the nonprofits. But I want you to understand that um, at some point or another, I may have to come back to the communities and say, hey, You know, I I got all the commissioners on board except one. So we might have to have a little sat down and and talk with that particular one. Mm -hmm. But we will not give up. We will address these issues and we will uh, solve the problems because that's what I'm there for is to uh, represent the people and make sure that there's fairness all across Fulton County. We have to do this. And uh, I'm committed to doing it, and that's the reasons why um, I'm running. But that just happened to be one that really sticks out to me is our nonprofits. But all of them are very important. That's the reason I won't be just looking at one. I'm going to look at all of them. Right. Exactly to right. make sure so they serve their purpose. Like all nonprofits have their purpose in in the community and the the target audience that they want to serve. And I think that's very important right. to be able to spread the wealth so that everybody can have equal mm-hmm. opportunity and so that people are able to um, flourish and really do what's on their heart, what they are called to do. Because nonprofits, some people look at it as a money as a money pit, or they can come up 
easily by doing a nonprofit, but no, my, it's it's all about yeah. the heart posture. It's all about your purpose. It's all about doing things yeah. that really um, tugs on your heart. And everybody has right. a, a, a specific area where they're dealing with autism, where they're dealing with um, children, where they're dealing with um, inner city youth, or where they're dealing with uh, homelessness, mm-hmm. whatever the case, or under, uh, what, what we call it now, the unhoused individuals. Is Everybody has a permit, even elderly. They need assistance. Right. Everybody needs assistance in some mm-hmm. shape, form, or fashion. And for us to be able to have the, the capital readily available and accessible that's the most important thing. Having it accessible for the nonprofits, I think that will that will make a world of difference for um, for communities at large. Exactly, exactly. Now, uh, Mr. Johnson, let me ask you this. Now, well, I heard pops. you mention you uh, you don't look at yourself as somebody in politics. You look at yourself as a um, a, a civil leader, a civic leader in the communities. Correct. Yes. Gotcha. So, so with that being said, when it comes to um, meeting in the communities, because I had a pleasure when I was a community engagement coordinator, um, I had a pleasure to work with uh, Cleta Winslow, who was with City Council at the time. Um, and what she would do is she would come to the communities, right, and she would host different events with me in collaboration with me. Um, but you know, again, the one thing that she did do is come by and make sure that she met the residents um, and talked with them. So, looking at that, um, in a sense. When you go to these communities, what? How do you build rapport with with your communities and and with the individuals in which you you know are looking to serve? Because I saw that you said you have old school and new school methods. I'm just interested to see what you do both ways. Because I I know the games changed, but at the same time I know mm-hmm. you know um you you can still uh, what would they call it grease the wheel if the grease still yeah, good. I just made that same, up, but you know that you worked know. too. Old. <laughs> well, one of the things that um. I'd like for you to know is that having been as active as I've been in communities, I'm no stranger to a lot of the communities. And being that large uh, commissioner, what I would do and and, uh, I'm going to do, and that is have town hall meetings. And I will let um, the mayor and council in that area that I choose to do it and know that I will be there and they can join me and uh, put it out there for the citizens because I think it's so important to know what it is that the people want. Right. I want to hear from the people yeah. because that's the way, and, and maybe that's you can call that old school, but at the same time, it gives me an opportunity to learn what it is that they want. It gives me an opportunity to figure out how to design it because as a leader, you have to have vision you have to be able to be creative. You have to be a good listener and you have to have compassion. So that will allow me to continue on with all these qualities that I've had for quite some time. Yep. And I feel that um, a lot of people would like that. They would get to know me. And that's how I ended up getting a congressional honor from Congressman John Lewis was because of my community at uh, advocacy. I was always there. I was always calling him. And sometimes we would meet in the grocery store right there on, uh, at, at Kroger's on Cascade. Okay. And we both would be shopping and I'd end up and going on and on and he'd be on and on. It was such a delight to, to talk and, and share 
he would learn from me. I would learn from him. Mm -hmm. And it was just a beautiful experience. And I truly miss him. You want to know the truth? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yes, but oh, don't yeah. we all? Don't we all miss him? I got his book at the house. <laughs> One of them. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Now, now uh, Mr. Johnson, let me ask you this. Now, I know as I read your bio, um, you came from nursing initially, correct? Correct. How did you get into, um, I'm not going to call it politics, we're going to say, uh, was it civic? You were a civic, civic, a civic activist, civic leader. Um, how did you How did you transition from nursing to this? Not, you know. I never really transitioned from nursing. Exactly. I love nursing. Mm -hmm. And uh, what happened was where I was living at the time, that when it's going as far back as Atlanta missing and murdered children. And uh, there were a couple of kids that were found, you know, mm. not too far from my house. So I became very, very interested, being that I love the area, that's where I bought, that's what I loved. Mm -hmm. I wanted to make sure that it was safe. And I started uh, just exploring and attending meetings. Um, I would even show up at a lot of the NPU meetings, so, you know, if I would hear about it, or it's posted for, for me to hear about it, I would go there and voice my opinions. Mm. Um, I never backed away or shied away from anything that was concerning where I live. Mm -hmm. And it didn't matter to me whether it was uh, Fulton County or whether it was uh, City of Atlanta. Right. And a lot of the people in City of, City of Atlanta uh, have worked with me and and they know of me. Mm -hmm. And some of them really, really knows me because I came up with a lot of the people like uh, Miss Winslow knows me very well from uh, working back in the community uh, along with many of the others. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it was a situation where my kids was young, but um, there was Little League, PTA. Mm -hmm. I was a part of all of that. Yeah. I, I multitasked kind of for a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, I multitasked for a lot of things. I never stopped working because, you know, in the African-American community, we have to have two paychecks, okay? So during that time, and I was bringing up my children, I would do uh, both jobs, community, work, you know, and work in the school system. Uh, my kids are products of the uh, Atlanta public school system, okay? Uh, my boys graduated from uh, Westlake, two of them did, and um, my other one was, um, Oh, I drew a blank, but he went to Lake Shore. <laughs> he graduated, though. He graduated. That's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> he graduated. He's, he was the oldest one. And um, it was a good thing because I was able to keep up with everything. So when we decided that, uh, you know, we need to do something about where we live. And it was a, uh, a group of neighbors and I and we decided that all this is going to be developed, so let's let's do what we want to do, okay? Mm -hmm. So that's when we uh, formed the Association of West Cascade Communities, and um, the, his the rest of it is history, and I was the, uh, the president of the Association with, uh, of West Cascade Community. Um, before then, I was on the planning and zoning for the, um, for the uh, organization. 
mm-hmm. and did various things. Um, you would be surprised when you're really into something and, and something is needed. And you, oh, I volunteer. Okay, I'll handle that, you know. Mm-hmm. And you find up doing two or three different things. So I never really transitioned from nursing. Right. Uh, uh, nursing is really, to me, it's just like, it's, it's serving. Right. And I truly believe I was born to serve. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I, I had to take a little bit of an early retirement because I came down with spouse stenosis. So when that happened, a lot of the, the back bending and knee pushing and all that stuff I could no longer do. But God spoke to me and told me, get up and stop being depressed. There's too many people out there need you. So. That's what I did and formed uh, a nonprofit to help disadvantaged women and children. That's that's the reason why uh, nonprofits are really dear to my heart because of uh, it, you know you know it really gave me another way of serving right and right. encouraged me to to be able to stay on the front lines mm-hmm. because we need people like that. And, and that's good. That's good. What, and what um how long have your nonprofit been up and running? Uh, we got our 501c3, I believe, in 20, uh, 2019. We actually started in, what was it, 2016, 20, I believe. Okay, okay. We actually started. Uh-huh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so tell everybody again the name of your nonprofit organization and how they can support. Uh, the name of it is uh, Women of Change. Mm-hmm. And as I said, uh, we help disadvantaged women and children. We're not, uh, we more or less like a resource, like when if you need something um, and we have connections with what your needs are. Okay. Um, we, you know, like resources out. And right. uh, there, uh, there are quite a few um organizations that I don't have them here in front of me that when um, we get the calls or we sometimes we get uh, things from the schools because we're very connected to the schools. So uh, we try and do everything we can. And before the pandemic came, we had a big gala, which was in really in 2019. Same year we got our Mm pandemic or during pandemic. It was just before the pandemic, okay. pandemic which uh, this was late 2019. Okay, I think it was gotcha. October when we had it. But it was very successful because one of the things that we were doing was honoring the people who had been very helpful in the community mm-hmm. that uh, was like the little worker bees and mm-hmm. nobody ever honored them. Right. And I remember one of the people was actually crying at the gala. And I said, what's the matter? And they said, I've worked so long and so hard and no one has ever, ever honored me for any of my work. Mm-hmm. I said, well, that's the reason we are honoring you because of all the wonderful things I know that you've done. Yeah. And it was so successful. It was very, very nice. Yeah. We honored them. And that's the kind of things I want to continue doing Mm -hmm. because we have so many people that actually participate and make our cities and counties and state as wonderful as it is. And they are never even acknowledged. 
it's that's always true. That's the true. A lot of things person. going on. We have to give our um, give roses to people, you know, before they pass mm-hmm. away. So that's good that you are right. giving people their roses sooner than later. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, Mr. Johnson, let me ask you this. Um, I heard you mention um, certain things such as like the Atlanta child murders that happened years ago. Now, for me, I'm one of those people. I love history. I like watching documentaries, whether it be unsung or the different stuff like that. Can you kind of go back to that time and kind of discuss how, you know, when it comes to communities banding together and nonprofit work and, and all that? What, what, what would you say is the difference between then as well as now and, and when people get into communities and form the nonprofits? Well, I think maybe the difference now is things have changed so much. We had uh, an influx of different people that has has joined the the state of Georgia, which we welcome everybody. But uh, everybody comes with their own mindset and ideas. So they do things a little bit different. So that's where I believe uh, our creativity has to come into play so that we can uh, master the different things together and work together. Because that was some of the things that I had to do because I believe um, I lost two, no, really three people off my board because of the uh, pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, two of them uh, passed away because of uh, the Mm COVID-19. And one of them um, had medical issues and Mm -hmm. we lost her. But um, it was kind of challenging at first, but um, one of the things that, that really hit home was that no matter where you were, where you was from, the mere fact that everybody had the same issues as it related to trying to help women, disadvantaged women and children, mm-hmm. especially the women who end up in these extended cares yeah. with, with children. And um, they was being faced with a, a lot of uh, crisis. So um, when we started trying to, to help with that, which was very good because um, there was, um, in fact, the church that I uh, attend, they have um, um, a CDC, which would help the uh, women and children that was disadvantaged and displaced. Uh, and there were so many things that they needed that we had to, you know, all come together. Right. In a big nutshell, no matter, no matter what it is, um, when you're looking at human life right. and you're seeing that the crisis that they are under, uh, we can come together and fix those things when your heart is in it and you really mean to do what's well. I mean, what needs to be done. Right. I always so I would say it, it all comes out to be able to be creative and bring in uh, the new people that comes in with their ideas and not be shunning everybody off because you don't think that, you know, they should be pushing that. You can get something from everybody if you just take the time to listen and work with it. It does, it does. And Ms. Johnson, can you tell everybody how they can contact you, how they can support you in a campaign as well as um, for your nonprofit? Well, one of the things that you can do for me 
for those that uh, would like to know more, my website is MrsJewelJohnson.com. Uh, uh, you can call up all your friends and neighbors and co-workers and organizations that you are a member of. Tell them the story of Jewel Johnson okay. and how important it is to have someone like Jewel Johnson. Yes. To be in representation for them. Share with them the things that I've already done and share with them what I uh, will be doing for our nonprofits and a lot of the other uh, human service type things that we are not getting and making sure that there's fair equity across Nothing. Fulton County. That is very, very important. Yes, and uh, I can even, they, uh, I'm always open. I even have a number they can call me if they want to. And that's the number that I use all the time. I don't change numbers. I want to talk to you. Yeah. I may be able to save a life by listening. Yeah. And that number is 678-431-3157. And I have no intentions of changing that unless something drastic happens. <laughs> with, uh, uh, I don't shy away from people. And uh, if I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm going to break my neck trying to do it. And if the obstacles get too great, I'm going to call you and say, look, this is what's happening. You, you know. And and we appreciate that. Honesty is, is key. Like, if, one thing it is. is that we appreciate is you being honest and, and open and, and willing to talk to people and not sh mm -hmm. shying away from the people because you are employed by the people. Right, so, right, right, you know, right. when you get into office, when you're running for a public position, the you are the employee at this point and that are employed by the people that have elected you. And so I just thank you for even taking the time out and, and having an open heart and having an open mind and being willing to do the work that is needed in this community. We appreciate you. Thank you so much. Well, you're welcome. And we'll be in touch soon. <laughs> Any things you want to say before we go? I just wanted to make, I want to make this uh, very clear to me. As, um, and, and that is, I don't want to see any more people having to sleep on the streets. Mm. And uh, that's another program, which is a lot of nonprofits that works with that. And I want to make sure that we are doing everything that we can to eliminate that. And I do have a plan, it would take too long to go through it right here, but you know, if you got some time and I got some time, I'll share it with you. Yep. And hopefully when I share it with the municipalities, they will join in and say, oh, that's wonderful. Let's see what we can do together. You know? Right, So, right. I think it's important that, that people know that. And again, I want to thank you all for having me. And I want to thank you, Ms. Johnson, for being a very tentative listener when I first met you mm -hmm. and um, I was impressed with you and it's just like uh, we clicked yes, and they say we that did. we did uh, they say that when God takes one thing from you he gives you another I lost my sister to COVID and um, April 14 2020 Oh, wow. And she was very, very close to me. In fact, she was my treasurer. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, that was almost devastating for me. Mm -hmm. But the person that I am, my inner spirit told me, you can't shut down. Yeah. There are too many people out there that really needs people like you. 
And to meet you, you're like another sister. Bless you. I, when I meet people like you and the young lady that assists me in my campaign, mm-hmm. I call her sister. I've yeah. adopted her too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yes, adopted. I've been adopted. <laughs> it's good people hands. I right, love it. Right. I love mm-hmm. it. Right, right. So we appreciate. We definitely appreciate Ms. Julie. You know, I'm going to be calling you because we have some more stuff to talk about. But um, right. I I saw it was befitting for us to to bring you on here so that you can have a chance to you know use this platform to talk about you know things you're wanting to do with right. gar- regarding to nonprofits and how that's going to help you know others and how that's uh, tied into your campaign. So I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Thank you, Miss Johnson. So. <laughs> Everybody, at the end of the day, May 24th, all right? that's a Tuesday, election day, election day. Obviously, we're not we're not steering here, but we're telling you look on that ballot and see some familiar names. They might have been on the show, but we ain't steering. All right. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Thank you. Take care. Well, thank you so much, Ms. Jewel Johnson, for your for taking the time out to talk to us. I really appreciate it. We appreciate it. We all appreciate it. <laughs> so thank you so much. Now we're going to move on to our motivational moment with Ms. Joanne Dean. Greetings and blessings to you. This one, it's all about divine timing. Life has a way of unfolding in the perfect time, space, and sequence. If you find yourself feeling anxious or impatient, know that your prayers are being answered and that your plans are coming to fruition in a way that is meeting your needs versus your wants. Until next time, continue to walk by faith and remember it all begins with you. God bless. Thank you, Ms. Joanne Dean, for that wonderful motivational moment. As always, giving us that good, positive energy, good perspective, things that we can use to move on with our day, our lives, all that. Okay? And, of course, you can find us online at letstalknonprofit.org. You can find us on Instagram, Facebook. We're on LinkedIn. Um, where else are we at? Amazon Music, Google Music, Spotify. Uh, add some listens to our show, uh, if you don't mind. But if you do, if you don't mind, we, you know, we, we, we'll come find you. Um, but at the same time like i said definitely check us out online Brittany, is there anything else that you want to add to it i would say just tag five friends mm, i like that five friends i like that each person tag five friends so that we can get more listeners more viewers mm-hmm. so just come on in we have great content so why don't you come on and listen check us out on let's talk nonprofit. let's talk about it let's talk about it